What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Baseball Connection. So I want to go ahead and do not not a recap, but I want to go around the league and look at some of the more surprising stats, or not necessarily surprising, some of the the stats that stand out to us: individual stats, team stats, things that we didn't necessarily see coming, things that we did see coming, and are really no surprise to some of us. I mean, we've been talking about some of these guys over the past couple of days. For example, the you know the Vlad Guerreros and the Shane Bieber. So I'm not really going to dwell on them, but there have been some other interesting developments that are are worth talking about. So right off the bat, the Red Sox lead the American League in OPS. Okay, the, this team has been an offensive juggernaut this season. If you just basically look outside of that season opening weekend that that opening weekend series where they got swept by the Orioles since then their offense has just been on fire a large part of this is due to JD Martinez's rebound i mean he's been JD Martinez again right now the Red Sox as a whole lead the American League in average OBP and slugging and they're second in the league in runs per game i mean they hung an 11 spot on the White Sox yesterday and it's really been a true team effort. You have six regulars carrying an OPS plus of 119 or higher. Xander Bogarts hasn't even hit a home run yet, but he has more hits than anyone else in the American League. Rafi Devers has been great. And Boston's pitching has been better than advertised. Although that's true, the offense has and will continue to be the backbone of this club. And that's what has them in first place right now, although it is very early and it, that doesn't really mean anything at all, meaning that it's, it's still April. But... The offense has been pretty good, and overall, the Red Sox have been better than anticipated. So watch out for them when they do get Chris Sale back. That's going to be interesting and um, very, very um, interesting to see if they're still in the hunt when Sale gets back. That's going to be pretty cool. On the other side of the ball, what about the pitching side? So the team with the best ERA in the major leagues right now is the San Diego Padres. So we knew the Padres were going to be good. We knew they were going to be good. But, I mean, to have the best ERA in baseball so far this year, they have a 2-5-2 team ERA. That's the best in baseball. And it's not really close at all. The second best would be the Giants at 2-7-1. But, I mean, yes, we knew that they'd be good. The guys that they traded for have been as advertised. Blake Snell, Hugh Darvish, and Joe Musgrove have been excellent. And... You know, those three guys have combined to post a 2-2 ERA this year, not to mention the first no-hitter in franchise history. Then on top of that, the Padres added Mark Melanson and Keone Kayla to an already solid bullpen, turning it into one of the best relief core in baseball. And those two guys have combined to notch a 108 ERA in 16 appearances. Here's something surprising. Well, at least, yeah, somewhat surprising to me. Chris Bryant, he's back. He's back. He's got a weighted runs creative plus at 166. So this was the rebound that the Cubs had been waiting for. You know, for a couple years there, we were wondering what happened to Chris Bryant. You know, former MVP, had had he peaked early? <laughs> was he one of those, like, guys who just had a really good first couple years in the big leagues and was not, never going to regain that, that kind of production? But, no, he's been really good this year. He's been excellent. So... One of the best hitters in the league so far. OPS off the charts, obviously. And the Cubs are very happy to see that. Will they trade him, though? That's the elephant in the room. Will they trade him before he's a free agent? But, you know, what, what's happening now 
is that he's attacking that first pitch. He's jumping on the first pitch around a 40% clip right now. That's up from a career low when he was at just 27% in an injury-plagued season last year. But during his MVP season 2016, he's swung the first pitch 36% of the time. So he's back kind of to that to that plate, you know, that, that approach of the plate that he was using in 2016. So good to see for Chris Bryant, good to see for the Chicago Cubs. Bryce Harper, he's got a 994 OPS. So relatively speaking, Bryce Harper has flown under the radar since he signed with the Phillies. Not because he hasn't hit well, but because the Phillies have underperformed. So he hasn't really been in the spotlight as much. But Harper has been crushing the baseball since last season. He's walking more, striking out less. Whenever he puts the bat on the ball, he hits it hard. As long as he stays healthy, there's no reason to think he's not going to continue to put up big numbers hitting third in that Phillies lineup. So, And another thing about Bryce Harper that I, I will say is that he's he's gotten rid of that injury-prone label for some time there. When he was with the Nationals, he was considered injury-prone, and rightfully so. He, he, was, he was missing quite a bit of time with injuries due to how he was playing when he was younger, running into walls and being really reckless. He's not reckless anymore, so he's been able to preserve his body, and he's put up really strong numbers. But it's a guy who's having a really good year, and he's been great since he's been with Philadelphia. So they're, they're more than happy with his production. This is also Bryce Harper's 10th year in the big leagues. Fun fact. Continuing on, continuing on. So the Rangers have a legit number one starter. It's not Dane Dunning, although he's been very good. Kyle Gibson is their number one starter. So he came into 2021 as their number one option at pitcher, and they gave him the ball on opening day. That start did not go as planned on opening day. Uh, it was pretty disastrous. He couldn't even get out of the first inning. But since then, he's gone six innings, and then seven innings, and then eight innings. And he's dropped his ERA from a 135, literally 135.00, to 4.05, and then now to 2.53. I mean, if you remove his first start from the calculations, just since his first start, he's been at a 0.43 ERA on the season. So I, I think it's safe to say his opening day start was fluky, and it's clear to see what the Rangers saw in him in the first place. Ramon Laureano is running wild, folks, for the A's. I mean, they, the A's in the over the past few years, they generally shied away from stealing bases, but Ramon Laureano has emerged as a player that's just too electric to, to, to rein in like that. I mean, he leads the majors with eight stolen bases, and he's stolen more bases than 19 other teams, including 10 in the American League. So he swept his eight bases in the first nine games of the season, and... Um, I mean, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna compare him to Ricky Henderson because he was the first A's player to do so since Ricky Henderson in 1982, but it makes no sense. Nobody's ever gonna break Ricky Henderson's stolen base record. That is a record that will last forever. I don't see that ever happening. Ricky set the single season steals record with 130 that year. So and the reason I say that is just because the game is different now than it was back then. I mean, stolen bases aren't a part of the game like it was like they were when Ricky played. So that's that's the reason I say that, not because we'll never see a play, player as fast as him. It's just that's just not <laughs> that's just not a thing anymore. So yeah, that's that's something to to note. Moving on though, moving on. I will just also say Mike Trout leads the American League in war, 1.2. He's off to a hot start of the plate, and he could be in line for a career year. He's still only 29 and finding new ways to improve, but 
He is tied with Vlad Jr. for first in AL Fangraphs wins above replacement. As long as Trout stays healthy, he'll remain the favorite to win the MVP. Other surprises. Other surprises. What else? Let's go with one more. One more. Or maybe I should say standout statistics. So the Mariners have a one-two punch of Mitch Hanniger and Ty France. Ty France. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. And, I mean, they had great performance in the spring training. They seemed like they'd be a formidable force. But this is the best one-two punch in the American League. I mean, through the first 15 games of 2021, Mitch Hanniger has a 988 OPS. Ty France, a 925. They have the highest combined OPS of any 1-2 tandem in the American League. And obviously, OPS is not all-encompassing, but it does paint a pretty clear picture of how consistent these guys have been. So that's that's great. Mitch Hanniger coming back, that's great for Seattle. I mean, he's been good. He's been an all-star as recently just a couple years ago, but injuries have really, really bugged him over the past couple years. But having him healthy, you can see how much they were missing this guy. And he makes their lineup go. And, yeah, he's up to up to some, some big things this year. So good for the Mariners. The Mariners are also getting Kyle Lewis back today, by the way. So that's, that's going to be a great addition to the lineup. But that's all I wanted to cover, folks. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.